your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. That's right. We is back after a 20-hour break. Is we? 20-hour rest, 20-hour vacation, whatever you want to call it, we're back. Uh, you are also back and with us this morning, and we appreciate it. And if you want to get through to us, take part in the show. As usual, 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also uh, email Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. You can also call us toll-free if you'd like, 1-800-529-5264. Those phone numbers, by the way, are going to come in handy again today if you'd like to go to either the basketball game coming up here uh, tomorrow night, taking on UNLV, Extra Mile Arena, over 10,000 people in attendance for the San Jose State wow. State game, um, hoping for another big night. Expect Leon Rice and the... Players especially what? hope that there'll be a lot of people. Imagine if a good team comes to town. <laughs> well, that's going to happen. Colorado State's going to be here on oh, Sunday well. afternoon. You are correct. Speaking of good teams, two important games. Um, you got eight more games left in the season. That's it. Seems like it's gone by really, really fast. Yeah. Maybe it seems like that when you go on a well, yeah, uh, 14-game win streak. I was going to say, that little break we had in the month of December. Yeah. Um so we have tickets to that. As a matter of fact, we have a couple pair of tickets. We'll give one uh, away early this morning, and then we'll give one uh, away a little bit later. If you'd like to win uh, those tickets to the Boise State game, just keep listening in. Valentine's Day, I keep telling you, I keep reminding you, guys, Valentine's Day is Monday. Now, for some of us, we just call call it Monday, because mm-hmm. my wife and I no longer celebrate Valentine's Day due to the Valentine's Day fiasco that happened a few years ago. Now we just don't that's celebrate. The, that's the thing with the ring, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Candle ring, got the candle ring, and uh, had this whole elaborate setup all ready to go in case those of you who missed it, that candle ring, and th- these candle rings come with a ring in, inside. You burn the candle down, and there's a ring valued at between $5 and $5,000. You know, you could get lucky. And Seriously? Really, yeah. It's like a lottery type thing? It's like a lottery type thing. So, And the candle will cost you about $20. So my plan was to do this. And then my wife also wanted an anniversary, a new anniversary ring. Um, for our anniversary, I was going to do the same thing, only I was going to take the ring out and put an actual anniversary ring in that mm-hmm. was valued at a lot more money. Um, right. But yeah, she, she um, so much hated the thought of getting a candle ring and uh, having a lottery for a nice ring that... Yeah, that that went up in smoke really, really I, quickly. I yeah, so along with the candle. So the only good thing that we can say about it, at least for me, is I no longer have to celebrate Valentine's Day, and I'm now, perfectly why, fine like with that. Why would one lesson like that suddenly just destroy the entire program for you? Um, because I learn from my mistakes instead of trying to repeat them over and over again, and. Okay, but that's like if you go to the grocery store and buy something you're not supposed to and then just never go to the grocery store again in your life. That's not how you correct that. Problem. No, it's a little bit different. Okay. I would not go to the grocery store and ever buy that again in my life. Okay, well, that's yeah. one thing. However, it doesn't mean you have to give up Valentine presents. Oh, no, we're, we're, that's exactly what that means. That way you stay away from them. Any fights ever again over Valentine, it's a made-up holiday. It isn't even a real holiday. All holidays are made-up holidays. Well, no, Jesus Jesus they, dying they, is not a made-up holiday, and uh, well, Jesus being born is not a made-up holiday. Those are all you know, Christmas, real... Christmas and Easter didn't exist in caveman times. Do we know that for sure? Have you uh-huh. talked to a caveman? I have. And what did he say? 
Ah, that a little broken English mixed in, but uh, I, I, the 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 main point was that they didn't have any so it's holidays to celebrate because there was no such thing as history. And look how uh, much easier life was back then. Not really. You had to fight, uh, you know, saber toothed tigers and all sorts of things. It was, it but was, you never had to fight was, over a holiday. It was pretty tough. That's true. You never yeah. had to fight. I've never, ne- I've never had a fight over a holiday in my life. You, well, you're lucky. Lucky might be one way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, I'm lucky too. I never have to worry about See, the, the problem having with, to stop someplace and buy crap for hot Valentine's the, Day. The problem with your whole ring presentation was the word elaborate. If something is too elaborate, there are too many things that can go wrong, say. I didn't think it was that elaborate. I just buy two rings, candle rings, and present them. And You know what I do? One of them doesn't have a ring worth crap, and the other one does. Uh, here's, here's what I would do if I were you. Uh, on Valentine's Day, drive her to the jewelry store and put her inside. Except for the fact we don't celebrate Valentine's Day, so there's no reason to do that. Well, th- this is a way you could get back to celebrating Valentine's Day. Why would I want to go back to something that brings up such bad memories for both of us? That's just asking for trouble. That's pretty sensitive that one little ring thing could mess up the entire holiday for you. Isn't it? Not just me. You should try to screw up Christmas it, so that you could save, save thousands. <laughs> but I love Christmas. He's right, Mike. It does feel kind of snowflakey. Um, thank you, Mr. Woke uh, Engineer. Appreciate that. Thanks for being woke today. I, I think he knows flaky when he sees it. Um, apparently not, if he calls that fleek. <laughs> um, 613, uh, in addition to that, Valentine's Day uh, is Monday, and we have Valentine's Ball tickets coming up here for Saturday night. And that's going on at the uh, Riverside Hotel. Chancellor's Fabulous uh, Ball, the Fabulous Chancellor's Ball is coming up. We'll have tickets mm-hmm. to that to give away this morning. And of course, we have the $50 gift certificate that we'll give away for our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question. And that's coming up here for um, our damn near impossible question. Another reminder for you, tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock sharp, you'll have a chance to get that lock, stock, and barrel gift certificate uh, for yourself. It'll cost you $25, but it's $50 don't, worth of great food. Don't wait till 9.02. 9.02, you will probably be uh, out of luck, I'm, I'm guessing. That's just a guess. Also today, mark it down. What's, what's today's date? The 10th? February 10th. Mm-hmm. Officially short day now in uh, 2022. Man, yesterday I was got out uh, at home and uh, did some work outside. It was absolutely amazingly beautiful, and I, it felt like it was seventy degrees. Mm-hmm. I look at my look at my uh, phone. It's only forty-seven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was so nice. And it's, today it's, it's supposed one of those, to be fifty. It's one of those where if you're sitting in a car behind glass, it would seem very, yeah, very, warm, very yeah. warm. You might have even had to turn on your air conditioning. So today, officially, my first day of shorts, because I like wearing shorts for, every for, day except when it gets really cold. For some reason, today is National Umbrella Day, although I would put that in April. Yeah, um, and today you're definitely not going to need an umbrella. It's supposed to be kind of like yesterday, only like three degrees uh, warmer than it was. It's, it's generally uh, every day a food is celebrated, and today is National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. I'm good with that, too. Oh, I would be, yeah. Somebody wants to bring in some cream cheese brownies. Time for a uh, check on uh, what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Speaking of uh, food, today, the soup of the day, steak and potato soup. Get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli. They are there already making it from scratch for you so that you can walk in at 1030. Beginning at 1030, you can get a great lunch. You had me at steak and potato was the icing on the cake. 
Good morning. The media world is descending on Los Angeles for the Super Bowl this coming Sunday. And NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell addressed the media on Wednesday at his Super Bowl press conference ahead of the game between the Rams and the Bengals. Goodell addressed the lawsuit against the league. It was brought forth by former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, which alleges discrimination in hiring practices, sexual assault allegations, and the Washington Commanders owner, Dan Snyder. And then Goodell also said the league has really fallen short in the pursuit of more diversity at the head coaching position. Let's take Coach Flores' uh, litigation and put that to the side. Let's talk really, that will go through the legal process. It's really more important to talk about what Coach Flores was talking about and other coaches have talked about with respect to what really is happening in the hiring process. What's good, what's bad, what's not leading us to the results that we expect to have. Um, We have spent an extraordinary amount of time with our committees, uh, particularly our Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee, but also with our membership in general uh, to sort of talk about the process. Uh, I think we've made a tremendous amount, a lot of progress in a lot of areas, but not at the head coach. And that is something that uh, is something we really have focused on to try to get the kind of results that we would expect. And we fell short of that by a long shot for us. Now, Commissioner Goodell had an awful lot to say yesterday. He also discussed the Denver Broncos being sold, or that the team is up for sale, I should say. We'll talk more about that coming up. I'm Rick Worthington. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to be a part of the show, you can do it that way. You can email us, you can text us, and also send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook. See this yesterday, um, we've been telling you for a couple of weeks um, that uh, Peloton has been in trouble um, with their share price dropping. They're not selling near as many of their uh, exercise bicycles, and uh, they just laid off 2,800 people this week. That's the bad news. The good news is all of them got a free one-year subscription to Peloton. (laughs) How much would that suck? Sorry, we're going to have to lay you off, but uh, Chris, even though you're getting laid off from KBOI, we're going to let you listen to KBOI for one year for free. You can still listen to the radio. How's that? (laughs) Now, granted, it's about a $500 value, but do you really want to have a daily interaction with a company that just canned you? No. I would think you'd want to move on. Yeah. As soon as possible. By the way, um, the uh, CEO was uh, also let go and replaced. Um, the good news for him, he gets 10 years of free Peloton prescri- <laughs> subscription because, you know, CEO, no, he deserves no, more. No severance, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just dumb. Uh, in other news that we will be uh, talking about this morning, um, the name, image, and likeness program uh, began last year, and uh, more and more, it's starting to infiltrate Boise State University. We'll talk a little bit about this. Uh, it's something you can actually participate in to help some of the players get more money. Read an interesting article yesterday um, in uh, written by somebody in, uh, in Alabama on the uh, Auburn-Harson fiasco that's going on. I have a funny feeling we might see something within the day or two because uh, Coach Harson just got back from out of the country being on vacation yesterday and 
they had announced that there was an investigation going on. And the person, it was an interesting article that they think that Harson, even though he was hired by the administration, they said because they wanted a hard-nosed coach that was going to bring discipline back within the program. Um, unfortunately, that all changed when name, image, and likeness got approved after he got hired, because he got hired about a year ago and mm-hmm. name, image, and likeness was approved. And now, instead of you know being hard on your players and being all about discipline, um, they said, uh, especially in the SEC, you have to be a friend to them because they can just pick up and move anytime they want by entering the portal. You know what I mean? Which you yeah. didn't used to ha- be able to do. And also, if you're not all in on the name, image, and likeness thing and, and raising money to pay your players, you're also going to get left behind. And mm-hmm. they said that he doesn't think that he had changed with the times even though he's only been there a year it's kind of hard to change with the times in that short of period um i I think i think all excuse me all would be well if they had gone 11 and 2 or 12 and 1 or something like that but when you go 6 and 7 everything is an excuse to get rid of you i think everything would have been well if they had won one more game just one on seven and six with a winning record just alabama Oh yeah. yeah. Well, if, if they and and they led Alabama the entire game until overtime, if they had beaten Alabama, I we wouldn't be having this discussion as of right now. I don't think. Um, what's going to be interesting is that uh, in the article they had mentioned that uh, Auburn had received their largest single one-time donation to their athletic department in their history this week. Now, does that coincide with having to pay off Harson Because he's not going to leave. He's not just going to say, hey, we're firing you for cause, because that's going to be a drug-out long court case, because you're gonna, unless they actually have a smoking gun or, or of some sort. Um, but between him and Gus Malzahn, if they do indeed, and, he's, and this person was writing and saying there's no way he can continue to coach there because of what's happened in the last couple of weeks, that the the payout between those two will be $40 million in 14 months. So you had to pay Miles on 14 months ago, and now if you have to buy out his contract, which is $18 million, Good you'll grief. have $40 million between two coaches who no longer coach there. I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd be thinking, please buy out my contract. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's a no-lose situation other than the fact that he really does want to coach. Yeah. It's a no-lose situation for him. You're walking away with $18 million, where at Boise State it would have taken him, what, 12 years? Something like that to make eighteen million dollars yeah, under what he was being paid, at least. I yeah. So I, I, I mean, it's not. It's a no lose situation, other than you don't want to put your family or go through it. KBY News Time six twenty seven. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBY. Well, that was fast this morning. Um, ever after having two days uh, being up on the uh, stock market. And starting the morning when we uh, hit the air just after 6 o'clock, stock market was up about 75 points, now down about 140 points. All because I was like, wow, what happened in the last 10 minutes? Uh, apparently, the uh, consumer price index for January has been released. And? Both those numbers are up, so I don't understand. That's why we have Jeremiah Bates, who will be on with us coming up here next hour, to uh, help us understand why uh, consumer price index uh, goes up and uh, stock market goes uh, down rather quickly. 
my guess is, and not being able to hear because we're watching uh, Fox Business News, not being able to hear what's being talked about is that this was probably a surprise. Maybe the uh, stock market was thinking one thing, and then when the actual numbers came out, and didn't quite match up. It's only a guess, but... Mm-hmm. Like I said, we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up here uh, about uh, 45 minutes from right now. Don't forget, still have those tickets. Boise State taking on UNLV. Um, you, you have a chance to see, pretty good chance, that uh, players uh, from UNLV is going to be playing in the uh, NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not as early as next year, but very good chance that that person could be a uh, draft pick. Um, he's averaging... I think over 30 points a game so far. Scored 45 points in a game last week. Wow. Um, so um, if you want to see good basketball, good basketball players, and of course, root on Boise State, who now has a one-game winning streak, going for two, um, we have tickets for you, and that's coming up here before 7 o'clock. So if you want to lock in your speed dial at 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, you should do that. Like I said, we have your first pair of tickets coming up sometime within the next 20 minutes. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 641, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in, being a part of the show. Uh, Coming up here just after 7 o'clock this morning, Ada County uh, Commissioner Rod Beck is going to be with us. New agreement between Ada County and a Dallas-based company promises to dramatically cut down the amount of uh, methane from uh, the Ada County landfill. Not only cut down the amount of methane, which, you know, is probably a good deal, but they're going to uh, turn that methane at the Ada County landfill into energy. So, not quite sure what this means, so I wanted to have uh, the commissioner on to explain it. Been it's been a few years ago that they announced they were going to try this. Well, it's officially going to be happening now. Great. So I guess that is going to mean free energy for everybody. <laughs> everybody, nobody has to pay anything for your electricity anymore. You'd think that, wouldn't you? I'm, that's what I'm hoping. But uh, he'll be with us just after top of the hour to explain what's going to happen here. Um, it, it, you know, in in doing a little reading on this, it seems like a win 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 for everybody. Which in this day and age. You don't very often get that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's hard to come up with something where it seems like everybody wins, but I'm sure somebody somewhere is going to be uh, against it somehow. It's hard to come up with a service where you pay someone and they give you something that's equal to what you paid them. Yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to uh, talk with him, but um, Ada County Landfill apparently going to be uh, converting their methane into uh, energy here. Um, you would think it some way, shape, or form, if you live in Ada County and pay energy costs, that it will help you and that possibly also lower your cost if you're going to take stuff to the dump. I don't know when the last time was you uh, had taken anything to the landfill or had somebody take anything to the landfill. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's been three or four years ago. It's not cheap. It's expensive yeah, to, they've, to uh, drop off your junk. When, when they stopped just eyeballing it and started weighing, it got more expensive. Um, This is going to be interesting, too. A new study out uh, says that by 2030, all right, this is 2022, so we're only talking eight years from now, that Idaho will need over 100 new schools to be built. Um, Should we get started now, then? I, I would think. So all this talk about decreasing our property taxes, does that mean our property taxes are going to be going up? Because if you have... I mean that's where the schools come from. Yeah, it's it's based on it's based on the fact that the population gets larger. That's why you have to build more schools. And if the population gets larger, you should have 
more state income anyway from taxes. You would hope, yeah. right? right. Um, Ada County, by the way, um, expected to see an increase over the next eight years in student population, um, mostly, by the way, happening in, in kindergarten through eighth grade of 26%. That's a big jump in eight years mm-hmm. of uh, school-age children, children, kindergarten through eighth grade. Canyon County, 23%. So as you can see, most of this growth is going to be happening in the Treasure Valley. That's where most of the money is going to be needed. Uh, Kootenai, 21%. Twin Falls, your old hometown, is mm-hmm. expecting to see a 17% increase in yeah. students over the next eight, to eight years. And then uh, Latah County, uh, Moscow, 16.7%. When I was increased uh, the whole time growing up in Twin Falls, we had one high school, two junior highs, and five elementary schools. What do they have now? Uh, you know? I think they're up in the double digits in elementary schools. They do have two high schools and and uh, three or four middle schools. Yeah, yeah that area is growing very quickly, too. KBY News Time is uh, 645. Time for another check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. Uh, it's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Want to find out? Why they're rated as the number one deli in the state of Idaho? Why don't you get in for lunch? If you've never been there, you're in for a treat. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Get into Fat Guy's Fresh Deli today. Open up every day, Monday through Friday, for lunch, beginning at 1030. Good morning. We're all waiting for Boise State's basketball game tomorrow night when the men's basketball team hosts UNLV. But the Boise State women's basketball team led the top team in the Mountain West, UNLV, at halftime last night before they finally lost that game 69-52. The Broncos gave up a 17-0 run in the third quarter that turned things around for the Lady Rebels. Coach Presnell talked about what got them the lead and then what changed the momentum for UNLV. I thought we were able to, to establish a little bit of post play, and then at some point, you know, we don't shoot from the perimeter very well, and so they went zone, and I, I have no idea in a million years why no one else hasn't zoned us uh, through the year. And uh, they did, and, and we really struggled. Abby Muse scored 15 points, her fourth straight game in double figures. Up next, a road game Saturday at 2 at Utah State. Bob Beeler, News Talk, KBOI. In men's Mountain West basketball last night, there was one game on the schedule. San Diego State went on the road and defeated San Jose State 72-62. Tomorrow's games feature Northern New Mexico at New Mexico. Nevada will play at Utah State. Fresno State will be at Colorado State tomorrow, and of course, UNLV will play at Boise State. I'm Rick Worthington. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, coming up, another chance at our $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel. It's our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Putting you in touch with the world from right here in the Treasure Valley. 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Give them a call. Question today, once again, has to do uh, with the Super Bowl. Uh, What is the longest game ever played in Super Bowl? In real time, not NFL clock time. Okay. So the longest on the football clock time was a game in New England. In, or in Atlanta, New England versus Atlanta. Yeah, it was the only uh, overtime Super yep. Bowl ever. Three hours, 27 minutes. Okay. This game, uh, though, was much, much longer than that. We're talking real amount of time that the game lasted, not the amount of time on the clock. Okay. If you know the answer to that question? Be ready to call after 8 o'clock. We've got a $50 gift certificate. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
By the way, uh, congratulations going out to uh, Brian Hoffman. I uh, was caller number six, picked up our pair of tickets to tomorrow night's basketball game, Boise State taking on UNLV. We'll have another pair of tickets coming up here before 10 o'clock this morning, so don't worry. If you didn't win there, got another chance for you uh, coming up a little bit later. Uh, right now on the phone with us this morning, uh, we have Chairman of Ada County uh, Board of Commissioners, Rod Beck, to uh, talk with us about a story that uh, came out day before yesterday. Ada County plans to convert landfill methane, it is produced by the landfill, into uh, natural gas, which uh, I'm hoping that means everybody in Ada County is now going to be able to heat their homes for free. Is that right? <laughs> Good morning. How are you today? Uh, Commissioner, I, can I we have you do I one favor for us? I didn't us? hear a yes there. Can you have us do one favor? Can you, can, okay. you, can you take us off speakerphone? We're having a hard time uh, understanding you. Um, I didn't think I was on speakerphone, but I'll, oh. uh, I'll do what I can. No, I'm not on speakerphone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So, uh, anyway, so, yeah, good morning. Good uh, morning. It's a great day. It's a great day. Uh, we are, we've been doing that for a while, by the way. There's a, landfills produce a lot and lots of methane gas. And it, it pollutes the groundwater, and it's a, it's not a good situation. So we need to figure out a way to dispose of it, which the, we have. There's an intricate piping system out there that uh, collects the the methane from the uh, from the landfill, and now it's being used to produce electricity. There's two large uh, uh, generators out there that are already producing electricity. And and it's sold to uh, Idaho Power through our contractor. We don't manage it or run it. The uh, the contractor does. And the same organization that owns the uh, the electric generators, that those two electric generators, two of them out there, they only have enough capacity to use about 45% of the methane gas that is produced by the landfill. The rest of it is flared, is burnt. It's just burnt up in the sky and so we uh, a couple of years ago uh, the previous commission started negotiations with this organization to uh, produce all of the of the gas methane gas and in this case it, it'll be it has to be cleaned up a little bit and then it'll be sold to uh, either to intermountain gas or to another uh, gas producer supplier but it will go into intermountain gas's main line so when they uh, get done uh, building this will that mean that a hundred percent or near a hundred percent of the methane will uh, be captured and nothing will have to be burnt off there will still be a little flared off uh, but not very much because uh, some of the gas the gas that will be flared off will be the gas that's not uh, good enough <laughs> to be uh, uh, sold to the Intermountain Gas, because it has to be cleaned up, and there's various stages of, of how good the, the gas actually is, because some of it has a lot, of, a lot of outside material in it, because it comes from a landfill, and so it has to be cleaned up. And But no, not all of it, but almost all of it will be, yes. Right now, it's about 55% flared, and when, when this project is complete, and it's an expensive project, uh, they estimate the, the company that they will probably spend... Fifteen million dollars or more, getting it ready to go. Is this uh, fiscally uh, good for the county? Oh, it's excellent for the county. 
And wh- where, where it's really good for the county is we can we have a possibility of lowering the rates uh, for our for our landfill because that that's where all the money will go is is to the landfill and it is a uh, it's a royalty it doesn't cost the county anything uh, this this company produces it all they they manage it they put it together uh, they build it and all the county gets is a royalty it's kind of like if somebody had a oil in their or gas in their in their property and uh, a company contracted to mine the gas and get it to market the owner would get a royalty the owner of the property and that's what we're getting we get a royalty based on uh what uh, the royalties will be what do you think that that would uh lower costs Uh, have you looked into this as far as uh you know for people that are going to be using the landfill and people garbage that is taken there we haven't uh, determined that as, as yet because we don't know Actually, when when it, it, this won't even happen for probably two years, maybe is when it'll finally be done. Sometime in 23, 20, end of twenty three, maybe uh, is when the project will be complete. Uh, no, we haven't got the the final numbers on it because uh, part of it is we don't know the uh, the actual amount that we'll be we'll be using. That we'll be able to collect the royalty on, but it will be a good, it will be a very good sum, and it will reduce the cost, not just to people that take a. Right now, we charge so much a ton, right, and that's what we'll that's what we'll continue to charge, and the biggest users, of course, are the big commercial haulers that that haul everybody's garbage up there from uh, from the public to all cities and even the the uh, unincorporated areas. But I don't have the exact numbers on that, now, it. but it will be, it, it could be a reduction, yes. How did, uh, I, I know that LFG Development has had a relationship with the county for some time. How did you uh, close on them in particular? Were there other companies that were bidding for this? I know no other companies. Uh, LFG, uh, they bought the, uh, I think it was in 18, 2018, I mean, seventeen. They bought the those two generators mm-hmm. there, so they were all they were already doing business with the county, and uh, there wasn't any other company that we didn't put out a request for proposals. Uh, one because we already had a, a vendor that was doing a, a good job, and um, and it's, it's sort of a new technology. People haven't uh, haven't done this a lot right. in the past. It's start, it starting to be a, bit, a bigger technology, right. and this company had the capability to get it going. They want to actually uh, have projects in other areas as well. So one more but question before yeah, yeah. Uh, we let you go here today. We're just about out of time. I just wanted to ask you, uh, it's not very often in, in this day and age that you get something that everybody agrees on. So is there any pushback from anybody on this saying, hey, this isn't a good idea? I haven't heard any pushback. Uh, not, not at all. We've, it's, it, it has been a, a quite a push to get the actual contract ready to go, because um, it is a, it is a technical thing, and we are giving them the gas. We're, we're selling them the gas rights is what's happened, and that's why we didn't need to actually put out the bid because we didn't buy anything. Right. We're selling something. Got it. <laughs> and we're selling, and we're selling them the, uh, the rights to the gas. And and that's real complicated with all the environmental laws that are that are that are involved, and it is a complicated process. And it's been 
And, and, and this has seriously been an ongoing project to get this done for over three years. Commissioner Rod Beck, yeah. um, appreciate you taking some time to talk with us this morning. Um, uh, I guess we'll uh, hope that this happens sooner rather than later. But, uh, hey, as long as it happens, sounds like it's a good thing, especially for people that uh, use the landfill. Appreciate you taking some time with us this morning. Thank you. It will be a good thing. All right. Thank you thank very you. much. Once again, uh, Chairman Aviator County Board of Commissioners uh, Rod Beck with us this morning. By the way, LFG in the article in the Idaho Statesman um, predicts Estimated royalty payments could add up to about a million dollars a year, although that can increase. For each person then, huh? Uh, Well, yeah, I would think, you know, everybody who, I just, I I had an email from Howard who just said, hey, just wanted to remind you, you don't live in Ada County anymore, so you wouldn't get advantage of any of this money. Thank you, Howard. I appreciate it. In case you had forgotten. Yeah. KBOI News Time is 716. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Huh, I've been looking uh, forward to talking uh, with Jeremiah Bates here for about the last 45 minutes because as we uh, came on the show this morning, just after 6 o'clock, the Dow Futures were up about 80 points, looking like that we were going to have you know, another day of uh, an up market, hopefully going for three days in a row. And all of a sudden, within 20 minutes, the uh, Dow went to red territory and now down 258 points. What the heck happened? Darn you, inflation that is sticking around and more persistent and not transitory is what we all, or at least what the Fed was saying around this time last year. And that's what we got. So the Consumer Price Index was released for the month of January, and it came higher than anticipated. You know, Wall Street investors were really hoping for that number to come in uh, to hit analyst expectations or under that, but that was not the case. It showed a 7.5% annual gain in January and the consensus was hoping it to be 7.3%. Now, if you look at the core consumer price index, which strips out the volatile uh, sectors of uh, food and energy, that was higher too. It rose 6%, higher than the 5.9% wow. estimate. So, everything now, why- is up. Everything is up, and we'll talk about, and we'll open up the hood and look at kind of what things are driving these numbers the highest. But here's the thing: the consumer price index. This is a key indicator of whether inflation is going to continue to run hot, and this is also going to potentially justify a quicker shift for the Federal Reserve to be, take a more hawkish stance on their monetary policy. That's why we're seeing the market kind of have a knee-jerk reaction like this. And we saw this in earlier January too, when this inflation data was out, because Kind of the the hope was we're we're seeing this peak. We're going to start seeing this slowdown at some point, right? Which would then cause the Fed to kind of say, "Hey, we can take a more a, a more easy stance. We can kind of spread out this rate hiking over time and spread out our uh, our monetary our monetary policy stance. We can spread that out over time. But if we just keep seeing these hot hot inflation numbers month over month over month, it almost becomes impossible for them to remain uh, kind of vague around this stance of saying, "Hey, we're going to be data specific." Because looking at this data now you have the market thinking well shoot in march when the uh or sorry yeah no in march um when the federal reserves meets for the most part everyone's anticipating one rate hike of about 25 basis points 0.25 percent now the concern is well man they might raise it up uh half a percent 0.5 um 0.5 percent to 50 basis points 
And that does not bode well for the valuations of these stocks, particularly in the technology sector. That's where we're seeing the tech-heavy NASDAQ down. We're seeing the S&P 500 down because there's so much, so much exposure to these huge mega-cap technology companies where their valuations, meaning their stock price compared to their earnings, they're so overvalued where we're seeing a higher, a more hawkish Federal Reserve and higher interest rates. That weighs down on those valuations. So then the stock market is having a knee-jerk reaction now saying, hey, we better get in front of this now in anticipation of the Federal Reserve being much more aggressive than what we anticipated. And that's certainly weighing down. Now, if we're looking at these sectors within um, or these categories that really jumped, electricity prices jumped 4.2% month over month. You have... Um, you have food at home, which drove over 1%. You have food away from home prices almost hitting 1%. So a lot of these categories are jumping high. When we're ta now, when we're talking about energy and food, that, that one's, uh, that one's tough. That's really going to weigh down on these, uh, individuals with fixed income, like on social security and things like that. So this is one thing that we would certainly like to see slow down as these months go on, or going on. I am hopeful, I am optimistic that these numbers will start to kind of cap out. So it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to see what these numbers bode in March, reflecting the consumer price index for February, because right after that number comes out, the Federal Reserve meeting is about two is about a, a few days after that. So it's gonna be a very interesting month of March of what the Federal Reserve does and what this inflation numbers read, but certainly a high reading. It's the highest reading we've seen uh, in over 40 years, so certainly not boding well for the market this morning. <laughs> Usually, you'd say, hey, it's a good thing. We're highest in history. And uh, No, that's not <laughs> No, not in this number. Certainly yeah. not. <laughs> we are right. number one. <laughs> Jeremiah, thank you for uh, being with us again this morning. Um, we'll uh, hear from you again a little over an hour from right now after the uh, market opens. As uh, we uh, said, looks like all indexes are going to be opening up in the red in just about four minutes, and then we'll talk to you tomorrow morning, same time. Thanks, gents. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Congratulations going out to Tanya Williams-Wood. Uh, Hello, number six, picked up tickets to the uh, Fabulous Chancellor's Valentine's Ball coming up Saturday night. Riverside. By the way, tickets are available. You can get them on Eventbrite. Um, and uh, everybody who uh, goes can also increase the uh, nicety of their Valentine's package, as I mentioned, by also including a night stay at the Riverside, mm -hmm. maybe dinner for two. So turn this into uh, something really nice. We'll have one more pair of tickets we'll give away, by the way, coming up tomorrow morning. But good idea if you yeah. want to do something romantic and uh, fun with your significant and, other. And if you do imbibe, um, having a room isn't a bad thing. No. Um, one of the ideas that, uh, looked like it would be a good idea possibly for Valentine's day is, uh, you can cross that off your list for those of you who are looking to uh, get the new Idaho French fry perfume. I, out, I hadn't been, but uh, tell me more. You're out of luck. Oh, it's already sold out. All right. Then never mind. Yeah. Uh, launched Monday on the Idaho potato commission's website called Fritas by Idaho and it officially sold out by Wednesday. Frittas? Frittas by Idaho. Okay. By the way, uh, sounds like it was a little more appealing than anyone anticipated. <laughs> um, it was inspired by the irresistible scent of French fries. The entirely real perfume was crafted from a blend of essential oils and distilled Idaho potatoes. A 1.7-ounce bottle was selling for $1.89. <laughs> 
When you hear perfume, one, have you purchased perfume for your wife I, before? Uh, n- not for my wife, but I used to for my mom and my grandma. And what stuff. did that usually cost you? Oh, 40 bucks. Maybe my, more. My wife's favorite perfume, uh, and I get it for her occasionally for her birthday, for Christmas, mm-hmm. is like $80 a bottle. Yeah. $1.89. No wonder this thing sold out so fast. It's already uh, been written about by the New York Daily News and other publications. Uh, the Fry Scent still sold like hot potatoes. Huh. <laughs> Several hundred bottles in uh, total sold out in just two days. Uh, the uh, National Potato Commission says that uh, it indicates almost 90% of Americans find the smell of French fries You know, it's interesting. really there, appealing. There are a lot of uh, scents, uh, odors, smells, whatever, that I think a person can find pleasing depending upon where they're coming from. You know, like, for instance, I don't mind uh, walking into a restaurant or kitchen smelling, you know, French fries cooking mm-hmm. or potatoes. Uh, on the other hand, I don't know that I want to nuzzle up to somebody's neck and go, ooh, French fries. On uh, the other, well, maybe, I'm, I mean, I just haven't before, so, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, it could it, be a great thing. It may be, it may be something. The, the unfortunate part is you'll, you oh, I want French fries. Yeah. I'm no longer into this. I'm hungry now. Um, by the way, before you fry up a, or buy a batch of fries and rub it all over yourself to try to get that same type of experience, there is hope let, for you. Let them cool. Even though it's sold out, the Potato Commission is giving away 10 individual bottles on its in- Instagram page. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. They're, they're almost a $2 value each. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, I just wouldn't tell your significant other that that's how much you, you yeah. got a free $2 bottle of perfume. Because free right. and $2 bottle of perfume, was, neither one of those sound good. It was either that or get her a ring out of the gum machine. Easy. Okay, gum machine's okay. I thought you were going to bring up a ring out of a candle again. No, I think we've just completely gotten rid of that idea. Thank God. Um, KBY News Time, 745. Time for a final check on sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Uh, steak and potato soup. That's the soup of the day today. Um, I don't know how you could go wrong. Uh, get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Open Monday through Saturday, beginning at uh, 1030 for lunch and dinner. Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian. Good morning. It's Super Bowl week, and NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell held his what we like to call state of the state for the NFL. It's his big Super Bowl press conference. And during that press conference, he discussed two big things that are going on in the league. Of course, lawsuits that have been filed against the NFL that allege discrimination in hiring practices. And he also addressed sexual assault against the Washington Commanders owner, Dan Snyder. And there was one other big thing he talked about, which is the fact that the Denver Broncos are for sale. There is no timetable. Um, the Denver Broncos are selling a team, not the NFL. Uh, we would have approval rights. But I think we'll be very clear, and we have already with the Broncos, that is something that um, we certainly would seek to have in the ownership group. And we will certainly try to encourage that as, as the process goes along. But I don't know what the timetable I would expect it to be happening before the start of the next season. There were a couple other items that came up yesterday, including where the NFL might be seeing itself play games, uh, one of them back in Mexico, and again, playing games in the European front. Munich and Frankfurt were ideas of where the NFL could be playing sometime in the near future. I'm Rick Worthington. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
Good morning. Uh, phone lines are open if you want to uh, take part in the show. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Remember, uh, keep those ready. Got another chance for you to win uh, basketball tickets to tomorrow night's game against UNLV, UNLV coming up here uh, before 10 o'clock this morning. Um, I don't I don't know if any of you remember the name uh, Clint Hordman. Chris, uh, uh, do you sure. remember the name Clint Hordman from BSU basketball? Basketball player, yeah. Yeah. I knew his brother, too. His uh, his assessment of his career with Boise State is pretty blunt. He said, a uh, lot of minutes, not a lot of buckets. Hmm. He was a scrappy, hard-nosed player for a blue-collar team and a blue-collar fan base to rally around. And now, two decades since his playing career ended, Horman helping Boise State fans not only root for, but monetarily support their favorite basketball players. Horman's company is called Select Printing, and they are selling jersey t-shirts of every Boise State men's and women's basketball player right now. Now, that in itself wouldn't be a big story. Uh, the part of this that is a big story because of the name, image, and uh, likeness agreement that was signed last year by mm-hmm. uh, by NCAA. Fans can now purchase these shirts, um, and 20% of the purchase will go to the player whose shirt they purchase. Seems like a pretty good deal. Fans if have until... If you're a player. Yeah, fans have until noon tomorrow to get their orders in, and each shirt costs $25. 20% of that, or $5 from each sale, will go back to whichever student athlete the person buys of that shirt. As of Tuesday evening, about five hours after the shirts went on sale, Hordman told uh, the Idaho Press that he had rough, roughly sold around 150 shirts. Shirts for senior guard Marcus Shaver Jr. were just barely outselling those for freshman forward Tyson Dagenhart. <laughs> yeah, both good. Mm-hmm. In his, uh, if his trial run is a hit, Hordman said he'd love to expand the program to softball and football and other sports to help every Boise State student-athlete profit and every Boise State show their support. By the way, he's doing this for the girls' team, basketball team, and the uh, men's basketball team right now. Oh, great. He said, if this thing really goes well and we do it for other sports, he said maybe we can entice more recruits to be Broncos which was, I think, that whole name, image, and likeness thing. You're starting to see teams like Texas A&M, who spent over $30 million in name, image, and likeness to try and get the best recruiting class rating in history of any school yeah. ever this year. That's uh, something you can add to recruiting now. You know, you'll make more money with us than you will over there. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if you would like to get a T-shirt, like I said, noon tomorrow, you can go to selectprintusa.com. Um, and I, if you're thinking that, hey, five bucks doesn't seem like that much from a $25 shirt, um, it is, as we mentioned, 20%. He said the going rate nationwide right now for people is and businesses. Much, much lower? Yeah, 10%, he said, wow. is about the average return nationwide. So um, giving 20%, which he said he wants to do because he thinks the athletes you know, deserve it because there wouldn't be much of a, a market there if it wasn't for the athletes. But you have to keep in mind they also have to pay a percentage to Boise State University to be allowed to use Boise State University. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So the $20 left over what's, is, what's is not clear profit. That's a thing from the Godfather. Everybody gets to wet their beak. Pretty much in this particular instance. Once again, if you're interested in uh, helping out Boise State uh, Athletics, if you're interested in getting a uh, jersey with your favorite player's name on it, men's and women's basketball, go to selectprintusa.com. You have until uh, tomorrow at noon.
Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. On the way in 20 minutes, $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel for you. If you can answer our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, don't call us now. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, the number 37th ranked Berkshire Hathaway brokerage in the entire world, talking three different continents, nine countries, 1,500 brokerages, and they are ranked number 37. Call 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Our question today, what's the longest game ever played in a Super Bowl in real time? Not NFL clock time. The longest on football clock time was a game that went into overtime between New England and Atlanta. You're asking for the, the longest amount of time on the clock from the uh, opening kickoff to the end of the game. Yep. Okay. The overtime game went three hours and 27 minutes. The longest game ever went uh, quite a bit longer than that. If you know the answer, stick around. Just need the two teams that played. If you know the answer, you can win. Coming up here in 20 minutes. Be ready to call. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 807, good morning. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless if you want to get in this morning. Today's Thursday. That means we have the uh, House, Idaho Legislature. is going to be in here with us. Uh, about 8.35 this morning. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow will be uh, the, the Senate. Talking about uh, bills, making the uh, news this week. Um, one of the uh, people we'll be talking to coming up this morning, Democratic Representative Chris Mathias, District 19 in Boise. Um, we'll talk to him about uh, Bill. He's get inter- he has introduced and. Uh, I think it's going to have a really good chance of passing. It, when it comes to the Idaho legislature and lawmakers, you very seldom get everybody in agreement, especially when it comes to bills. Just because if a Republican introduces it, the Democrats have to stand, take a stand against it. The Democrats, vice versa, same thing. Uh, the bill that he introduced, I think you would be hard-pressed to say, no, we can't be doing this. Okay. The bill that he introduced was, uh, if you remember, it was last year about this time, that uh, three service members died in a helicopter, helicopter crash. You know, yeah. lucky pig. And the children of those helicopter crewmen do not receive scholarships for colleges that they would had they died in a helicopter crash if they were actually, say, in Afghanistan or someplace that they were actually on active duty. Okay. They were on a training mission. So because it was training and not active duty... I thought training missions were part of active duty. You would think that, right? I would, yes. But no, apparently that was some sort of loophole that if you weren't uh, you know, in current active duty in a training mission that your children, your wife, your spouse, whoever, um, didn't receive that particular benefit. So this is a bill that's been introduced in the... Uh, legislature this session i i just i don't see how anybody could be be against it so we close the loophole so that um people who are killed even in training missions their their children and spouses would still get this benefit of free in-state tuition yeah, if they go to college right yeah so it'll be interesting to see i could be wrong 
Because like I said, it doesn't matter usually what it is. Um, if, if it's introduced by a Democrat, Republicans don't like it. If it's introduced well, by in, a Republican, Democrats don't like it. In, in Idaho, if Republicans don't like it, it's going to fail. And if they do like it, it's going to pass, regardless of who's against it. Or- yeah. And this is, like I said, Chris Mathias, uh, Democrat, introduced the uh, bill. Um, so I, even though I, I think this is a good idea, we'll find out if he's getting any pushback. Anyway, we'll talk with him beginning at uh, 835. Uh, another thing I want to talk about uh, a little bit this morning, and this is going to have to wait until after 9 o'clock because we have the legislators who are going to be with us. By the way, the other uh, representative we have with us this morning, John uh, Vanderwada of uh, District 22 in Nampa, He'll be with us at about 845, Republican. Um, but after 9 o'clock, would like to talk about the narrative that has all of a sudden changed. Because as I've heard more and more about this this week, it just goes to prove even more to me personally, in my opinion, that all the politicians, all the blue states and blue um, cities who were saying, you have to follow the science, you have to have mask mandates, we're following the science, all of a sudden aren't following the science. Well, they're lifting their their mask requirements Lift, in a lot of places. Lifting mask requirements, and, and the main reason for it is they're just tired of wearing masks. Um, I think the main reason for it is because there is an election coming up, and the only reason now that they're saying, "Oh, we change your mind. You don't have to follow the science anymore," uh, because we have a poll out that says, as you just mentioned. People are sick and tired of the mandate. So this is a way for them to say, if you don't like wearing a mask, then uh, you you, you don't have to. And we would prefer that you associate not having to wear a mask with me as opposed to associating wearing a mask Mm -hmm. with with my campaign. Yeah, because I'm up for election this year. So I, you know, if the polls are really negative and people don't like wearing masks anymore, screw the follow the science crap. By the way, just to give you an idea, science hasn't changed. Science is still there. And but discoveries change all the time. Discoveries change, but the science is still there. And the fact that they're saying, oh, we need to lift the mask mandates because it's much less um, infections happening right now. There's much less deaths. COVID cases in the U.S., February 8th of 2021, 92,982. February 8th, 2022. 194,021. So more than double. Deaths, February 8th, 2021, 1,583. Deaths, February 8th, 2022, 3,356. Again, about double. So, now granted, this is just one day, a a snapshot of just one day, Mm -hmm. you know, so... The fact that you're saying, oh, the infections are way down, we've seen the peak, we're coming... Based on a year ago when all these mandates and you were saying follow the science, that's not true. A lot of people, uh, because of Omicron, a lot of people getting COVID-19 now, but not that many dying from it, or at least not as many as, as were with like Delta. Based on the number of people infected and the number of people dying, no, that would be true. Yeah. Um, there's a, the percentage is down. But, you know, based on that one day, you have almost double the amount of people that are dying for it, from it. Uh, New York and Illinois, um, just a couple of states that are going to be lifting, lifting mandates um, coming up. Uh, Colorado, uh, Denver, Colorado, also going to be lifting their mandates. Um, they're even talking about lifting mandates uh, in schools. They don't know yet whether or not they'll keep those in schools. 
continuing. Once again, I think they have to wait for the poll numbers to come out before they decide how they feel about it. Because, like I said, this is an election year, and I don't think this is based on what they actually feel. I think it's based on they want to get elected again. It's nine months to the election, so they're uh, trying to get all the uh, bad associations away, you know, so they can improve their brand. We'll talk more about this coming up after 9 o'clock. If you want to email in, you can. Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com. Stay tuned. Coming up next, $50 gift certificates to Lock, Stock, and Barrel could be yours with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. We'll get to that right after Bronco Sports Today. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 823, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Today, a $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Ed is going to get the first uh, crack at our question today, uh, having to do with the Super Bowl. Ed, what's the longest game ever played in a Super Bowl in real time? Not NFL clock time, but in an actual real time. Baltimore and San Francisco. You remember the reason why? Uh, power outage. That's right. Power outage delayed the game by 34 minutes after it kicked off. The total length on the clock from kickoff to the final uh, play of the game, four hours and 14 minutes. That was the Harbaugh Bowl. It was. Both Harbaugh brothers were coaching. Congratulations, Ed. You're going to dinner. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Hold on the line. We'll get some information from you here. Uh, Coming up, by the way, if you didn't have a chance to win your Lock, Stock, and Barrel gift certificate, we have one more chance coming up tomorrow morning. Also, coming up tomorrow morning, if you are interested in eating at Lock, Stock, and Barrel and getting some fantastic food at a great price, that is our KBOI Sweet Deal of the Week, 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Keep in mind, this is the fastest sellout we have ever had on our sweet deals at about a minute and 35 seconds. So if you tune in at 9.05 or go to KBOI.com at 9.05, you're probably going to miss out on this sweet deal. $50 worth of gift certificates for Lock, Stock, and Barrel for only $25. Once again, that's tomorrow, 9 a.m. Just go there a little bit early. We need to remind people about it right before 9 o'clock. we got to remember to do that. Yeah. I sometimes forget that. So if all three of us in here can uh, remember just before 9 o'clock, before we take that break, to remind everybody to run right now, (laughs) get on your computer. Once again, KBOI.com. When you get there, click on the Sweet Deal link, and you can get that $50 gift certificate. Compliments of Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Hang on. We'll take a break. We've got news at the bottom of the hour. When we come back after news, we'll be talking to the lawmakers making laws in the Idaho legislature uh, right now. That's all on the way here on News Talk KBOI. 670 KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State representatives joining Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. Oh, this is this is going to be so difficult now, and I'm going to apologize in advance to uh, Representative Chris Mathias. Um, unfortunately, uh, Representative, you know, we're talking to you at the same time that the USA is competing in curling in the Olympics. So this is going to be very difficult trying to concentrate on both things. Well, you do what you need to do, guys. <laughs> hey, thanks for being with us this morning. They're, they're hoping for a clean sweep. <laughs> both sides, I'm guessing here. Hey, um, want to start things off. Uh, Representative Chris Mathias, Mathias, by the way, District 19 of Boise. 
Um, you're in your first term, member of the House Agricultural Affairs Committee, House Resources and Conservative uh, Conservation Committee, House State Affairs Committee. I just want to ask you, and this is the same question that uh, we've asked um, first term legislators before, is it everything you hoped and dreamed of so far? Yeah, it absolutely is. I came into this pretty clear eyed. I know what the role of a Democrat is. I know what the role of a freshman is. And uh, I invested pretty heavily in relationships last year so that I can start building on those this year. And uh, it's gone according to schedule. How would you describe uh, the role of a Democrat in the legislature? Well, obviously, Democrats have to, you know, we, we represent the values of our constituents and we have to do our best to play defense on bills that we that we don't like and that we think are bad for Idaho. But I think the, the other role that we don't talk about as much is that, you know, we haven't quote unquote governed in, you know, a couple decades. And I think that people forget we can actually do that and it requires relationships. And so I think another role of a Democrat is to demonstrate to the public that that we can be trusted to govern. Representative, um, you had the chance in this legislature to uh, introduce a bill, and we talked about this earlier this morning, that it's not very often in politics that uh, you can have something, especially in uh, you know the, the House or the Senate, that everybody could seem to agree on. And you introduced a bill that would kind of close what I term a loophole for service members who lose their lives for their uh, children and spouses to uh, be able to attend colleges in Idaho State Colleges for free. Um, right now, but before this bill is, is put into law, if you're not in active duty and you're killed in the line of service, um, then you don't, your children and, and your, your spouse don't receive that benefit. Now, you have this bill, and I'm guessing I can't see where anybody would be against this. Are you, do you get any pushback from this bill that you introduced, introduced at all? Not not a bit. Uh, House Bill 461 sailed through the House yesterday, uh, you know, unanimously without any debate. And you're correct. I, I think that, uh, you know, maybe with the exception of a few appropriation bills, there's not a lot of opportunities for us to to come together across the aisle and engage in not really bipartisan, but a nonpartisan bill. And, and uh, the, the bill uh, would make an update to the State Board of Education's Armed Forces and Public Safety Officer Scholarship. We wrote it during you know, the Vietnam War era when, you know, we were obviously focused on all, all of the, the soldiers and sailors we lost in combat, but we excluded those who fall in training. And after last year's uh, tragic accident on February 2nd, where we lost those three Blackhawk pilots in a, in a training routine, uh, it dawned on me after I went and checked out the scholarship and talked to the board office that their children were not currently eligible. And so that it, fixing that was a no-brainer to, to all of us in the legislature. Do you have any plans to, you know introduce uh, similar bills that would expand the number of people who get free college in Idaho? I don't have any current plans because, to be honest, I don't think, you know, I certainly think that making college more affordable for more people is important, but they're really difficult conversations. I don't serve on the education committee. You know, I'm not in the room where those conversations are happening. So there might already be pieces of legislation that are being discussed. Uh, So I personally do not have any plans right now, but I I hope there are uh, plans being discussed, and I hope to be able to help support them. Taxes in this legislature seem to be uh, one of the biggest conversations that you seem to be having. Uh, A repeal of the uh, grocery tax uh, bill, I think it was House Bill 488, did not make it to the floor yesterday. Where do you stand on uh, repealing the grocery tax? Do you want to see it completely repealed? Uh, Some people have said it's better off with the $20 increase to the uh, credit that People would benefit more from that. Where, where do you stand? 
Yeah, I absolutely support repealing the the grocery tax, but I would put that tax into a slightly larger context, and that is what are the taxes that are being imposed on Idahoans right now? And when you ask, you know, a sample of 100 Idahoans which ones they want help addressing, which ones they want relief on, the grocery tax is always the second one. And it's property taxes that invariably end up being at the top of the list. And, you know, one of the reasons I voted against our big income tax cut bill is not because I don't want to send money back to the pocket of people who need it. I wanted to make sure that we had enough money on the table to address property taxes first, grocery tax second, and then marginal tax rates third. And so I think we did it backwards. Do we need uh, Election Day voter registration in, in this uh, state still? I think if the question is, do we want to make sure that as many people can vote as possible fairly and safely, then sure. I think it's been a part of our, our voting r- regimen for a long time or regime for a long time, and I think it's worked. I, I, th- I think it's a great idea, and I think that's the reason that Republicans pushed for it some decades ago. Uh, House Bill uh, 549 would end Election Day voter registration. Um, what, what are the reasons that you're hearing in the uh, discussions that are happening in the uh, state house that they want to get rid of voter day registration because um, we've had a conversation about this too and i we chris and i both agree that it's like why would you not want to be able to vote on the day to make it a little bit easier so what what are you hearing from the other side that they want to get rid of this for yeah and I, I would say what i'm hearing from a subset of the other side because i think there are a good number of of republicans that still aren't convinced that the problems that we see in our the administration of our elections can be fixed by getting rid of same-day voter registration. I mean, just yesterday there was a case of uh, uh, a poll worker. Someone was charged up north with electioneering, and those are the kinds of election fraud that exist. And the proposals to get rid of same-day voter registration, voter day or voting day registration, to get rid of the use of affidavits and create a second-class ballot, you know, provisional ballots. Those proposals have no relationship to the type of, you know, fraud that exists right now. And so to answer your question, I'm, I'm not convinced that there's a problem that's being addressed by getting rid of same-day voter registration. Democratic Representative Chris Mathias, District 19 in uh, Boise, uh, thanks for uh, being with us this morning. And uh, I love your, your attitude as a first-time lawmaker. I hope you don't lose that attitude as you uh, continue uh, into your... <laughs> your session this year or in future sessions hey i appreciate it guys get back to your curling okay i'm gonna go to work <laughs> thank you uh kvy news kvy news time by the way um since he brought it up again usa is leading one zero against sweden right now in uh curling so exciting oh <sighs> We'll take a break. When we come back, um, Republican Representative John Vanderwouda uh, is going to be with us, District 22 in Nampa. Once again, we're talking to the House today in the uh, Idaho Legislature. 670 KBOI covers the Idaho Legislature. All of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State Representatives joining Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. See, that's the excitement of curling. You you go to break, uh, USA ahead one nothing. You come out of the break, they're behind two to one. Yeah, so it's just too much excitement for me. I know. Yeah. Um, we're talking with Republican Representative John Vandewada, uh today, District Twenty Two in Nampa, sixth term, Vice Chair of the House Health and Welfare Committee, member of the House Environment, Energy and Technology Committee, and the House Resources and Conservation Committee. Thanks for taking a couple minutes with us this morning, Representative. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. 
Uh, I'd what rather a, do it in person, but, you know, I... What a pickup uh, with the conversation uh, that we were previously having, uh, having on grocery tax, because um, I think you're going to look back in this legislature, a lot of this is going to be looking back and going, hey, we did a lot on taxes, already passed the uh, tax cut rebate bill. Uh, grocery tax is another one being talked about. What, are the, uh, what do you see the chances of uh, getting a full grocery tax repeal happening in this legislature? Very slim. In spite of the fact that we have a boatload of money and we should be able to get it done, uh, doesn't seem to be a commitment uh, within the the Revenue Tax Committee to to get rid of the grocery tax. Instead, I've heard some conversations about, you know, increasing the tax credit instead of getting rid of the grocery tax. What do you like want to see done? I want to get rid of it. I, to me, um, it's not good Republican policy to have a tax and then give people credit back because we think we shouldn't be taxing them. <laughs> and that's basically what we're doing. We're saying, yeah, we, we shouldn't really be taxing groceries, so we're going to give you a, a credit back on, your, on the taxes you paid on groceries. <laughs> it, to me, that's just more government unneeded. Why not just get rid of the tax and be done with it? rather than collecting it and then trying to pass it back in, in grocery tax credits. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that the people who are really good at bureaucracy might lose their jobs. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody in government <laughs> likes to keep their job to some extent, I guess, but uh, it's, just, it's, it's just unnecessary. I mean, why do we have a tax credit for groceries? Because we think we shouldn't be taxing them, I'm guessing. And, you know, several years ago when I first came in the legislature, we then uh, were trying to get rid of the grocery tax, and the, the, the conversation was, let's increase the credit, and that way we'll eventually we'll have enough money to offset and then get rid of it. Well, we're, we're doing the same thing again. We're still not getting rid of it. What about the uh, argument that uh, people make about people coming here for tourism, uh, buying groceries but also then wouldn't uh, have to pay the tax, and you'd be losing millions of dollars in tax money because of that? Well, we spend millions of dollars trying to convince tourists to come here. Is, is, is For them to come here, are we a little worried about a little bit of tax that they might pay on groceries? Most tourists probably go to restaurants and pay taxes there instead. I don't know how many tourists actually shop uh, for, for their own groceries when they come here, but we want to encourage tourists to come. So maybe this getting rid of the tax on food would encourage more tourists to come to Idaho and, 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 you know, build back up the tourist industry. There was a, uh, a bill to legalize cannabis-derived pain relief spray that, that passed the Idaho House. Uh, was this something you were in favor of? No. Uh, to me, it was a kind of a step in the, in the wrong direction. I, I struggled a little bit with it because I was in favor of CBD oil, uh, but this one as a cannabis derivative, uh, uh, you know, they said it has, it has low levels of that. And I, I just think it's a step in that path. If you start going down that direction, are you really saying, okay, we know that cannabis has some medical qualities. So are we then going to legalize it? So I think I was the lone vote in, the in the health and welfare committee against it, but, uh, it's, that's just kind of where I was at. It was a path I wasn't comfortable going down 
at this point. Now, when you, you say you're you're in favor of CBD oil, um, I just want to be clear: you're in favor of CBD oil, but not CBD oil that contains any THC. Correct. That's correct. Okay. As we uh, get, we're what maybe a third of the way, maybe a little further than that through what is uh, hoped to be, unless of course we have another year like we did last year, where we have a full year of the legislature. Oh, every purpose have that. <laughs> it is election year, so people are going to want to go start campaigning. Yeah. Um, you yeah. personally, just uh, y- your own personal opinions here. Um, what are your priorities that you'd like to see done before the end of this session? I would like to see some type of property tax relief. I think everybody's been talking about it. I've been a, a, a ad hoc member to the property tax committee on the interim committee. And, and, yeah, we've talked about a lot of different things, but we haven't really provided property tax relief. Uh, we've beaten around the bush. We've said this will help or that will help. And some of it does help, but I think there needs to be real property tax relief. Once again, uh Idaho uh, State Representative John Vanderwoude, District 22 in Napa. Thanks for taking uh, a couple minutes with us. I, I know you've got a committee that you're chairing coming up here in just a couple minutes, so we'll let you go here today, but appreciate you taking the time to talk with us here this morning. All right. Thank you. KBY News Time is uh, 8.57. Our phone lines are open right now, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, if you want to talk about uh, anything we talked about with our Idaho lawmakers, we can do that after news at the top of the hour. Also a reminder that on the way, still one more pair of tickets to the Boise State UNLV game coming up tomorrow night. Your chance to win those coming up here before 10 o'clock. Be ready to call and win. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.06. Phone lines open 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Those are uh, important numbers to remember, too, if you want to go to the Boise State game tomorrow night as they take on UNLV at Extra Mile Arena. We will give away those tickets sometime here within the next 50 minutes from right now. Remember, you can also email uh, Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com. You can uh, send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook, or you can uh, text us. Text message uh, in here this morning, uh, grocery tax is the only way to get participation of non-residents to pay into our Idaho infrastructure. Non-residents, vacationers, etc., pay the tax gladly. I like the refund to residents who file taxes better than cutting out the grocery tax. All right. Bruce in uh, Loman wrote about something we were talking about uh, earlier. Uh, we we were talking about Valentine's Day, which is this Monday, and you what Monday related? You related your your story, and you said you don't celebrate Valentine's Day anymore because you guys had a bad experience with uh, you know. A, a ring inside of a candle. And and I had said, you don't need to stop celebrating Valentine's Day. Just don't get that gift again. Oh, no, we need to stop celebrating. Yeah, and that's, but uh, Bruce says, uh, and we we talked about cavemen. Uh, he says, Chris, it kind of sounds like some caveman logic that Mike is using there on that Valentine's Day thing. Just saying. Well, the fact that both my wife and I agree and we don't celebrate Valentine's Day anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're fighting over not celebrating it. We both agree that we shouldn't celebrate it anymore. And you're positive she's not just saying it. A thousand percent. Okay. Yeah. After that fiasco. Yeah. 
we both agreed that there's no reason to I celebrate mean, this stupid made up if, holiday. If, but but if you got like a uh, and as I pointed out, all holidays are made up in some way. Yeah, but this one's just made up so that Hallmark and uh, flower companies can make money. Okay, uh, you mean like Mother's Day? It it was made up basically to sell things. Oh, it, it was. Yeah. Oh, see, we always made stuff for our mom. And the the phone companies try, try making something for your your significant other. On Valentine's Day, it's going to go over just like the ring candle did. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see. Oh, um, I had one more here. David wrote in and said, next time you speak to Commissioner Beck, which we did at uh, what, around 7 o'clock this morning, he said, next time you speak to Commissioner Beck regarding this topic, ask him how this is different from the previous project that cost the county a lot of money and a commissioner her seat on the county commission. I can I can answer that question for him All right. because he kind of answered it. This is a hundred percent paid for by uh, the company. Just a second, and I will find you the company's name. Uh, LFG is the name. Of the, it's a Texas company. So this this costs the county absolutely nothing. They build the infrastructure, they build the processing, and then they will just pay um, the uh, fees, as he mentioned this this morning. Um, to to the county, so every month they'll they'll get a uh, a fee just like you would, and he he likened it to like if you find oil on your on your land, mm-hmm. and you have a company come in, they'll put in the oil, Derek, and and they'll pump the oil out, and, they, and, and they, then they'll just pay you a yeah, fee every month you. for yeah. So I, I I I'm not aware of how the uh, electrical because he had mentioned that there there was uh, already they they were taking. What they say, forty percent? I think, if I remember correctly, when we talked to him, forty um, percent of the methane is turned into electricity yeah, currently. But but this this will make it so they can turn what a hundred percent of it into yeah, or into nearly energy. yeah, nearly a hundred percent. I guess he said there was some um, methane that can't be used towards energy. I mm-hmm. guess that will still have to it's be burned the, off. It's the it's the hidden hollow energy plant, which right now, as he pointed out, is just two generators. Um, Randy Boise, good morning. Thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, I was talk- I was thinking about the surplus, and they're talking about the grocery tax and all that stuff. I wonder if any of them's looked at uh, the fuel taxes that we have in the state of Idaho that they were going to spend on our roads and our highways. Um, you know, a billion dollars would just about fix everything in this state. I don't know why they're sending all of us $75 and $20 why don't they fix our roads and get everything back up to standards and take that that tax on our gas that they've been adding every so many years to do this kind of work? When the gas price is as high as it is, it affects everybody. It affects mm-hmm. all of our products coming in, going out. I mean, it affects everything. And if they would just get rid of that excess tax, and I think that tax on our gas in the state of Idaho is probably well over a dollar a gallon by now. I, I, Instead I, of giving a small rebate to everybody, take yeah. it away from them at the pump. It sure be nice to fill our cars back up for fifty dollars instead of a hundred. It's a good idea. I I did hear, and I don't know how if this just got any more than in the discussion mode that there was some conversation this week in the legislature about doing a temporary fifteen cent tax gas tax reduction just for the next two years to help through what they think is going to be some really high gas prices. I've seen predictions that. Gas prices by sometime later this year could hit uh, an average of four dollars per gallon or more. I don't know if that's just conversation 
uh, possibly. Um, I do know that as far as the infrastructure, because you're right, you know, our roads definitely need some work. Uh, but I think a lot of that is going to be paid for by that $3 trillion infrastructure package coming from the federal government instead of Idaho taxpayers having to pay for it, even though Idaho taxpayers are paying in federal taxes. Um, but su- supposedly, we're sp- I don't know what the total number for Idaho is, but that's a part of the $3 trillion infrastructure package passed by Congress last year. Yeah, because go, go out in the rural communities where some of these old county roads have been there forever that they just don't have the money to fix them because yeah. of how much it costs to repair roads now. I mean, you're talking miles and miles and miles, not just Ada County and not in this big metropolis, but look at the road going to McCall. They say they can't fix it. I mean, two, what are we up to? $2 billion, I think I heard. I yep, mean, $2 I'm billion sure dollars on our highways, our roads in this state would go a long way. And I think I think you'd probably have 65% of the people out there that they're going to send a check for $75 to would say, yeah, let's let's fix our roads. Let's help with that. Because the Fed ain't going to give us enough money to put us back up to where we need to be. Yeah, you may be, you may be right. You may be right. Thank you for the call, I mean, Randy. I go for that. Yeah, thank you for you the bet. call. Appreciate it. Uh, Greg and Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, Mike and Chris. Well, a couple things. So many topics, so little time. Thanks for keeping this uh, legislative session the feet to the fire of the people who seemingly come back every year and do nothing. Um, to to the last guy's comment, I drive Highway 55 probably two to three times, maybe four times a week. It, it is a disaster. Um, money talks. Um, they could have built... Uh, a much different road, a more functioning road. They could have double-decked it. They don't want to hear anything, so that's 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 another topic. I've been on wait, wait, for a wait. Long time. What what do you mean by double-decked it? I'm interested in that. You know, I, I suggested to ITD that they go to Colorado and talk to the engineers that built the highway Interstate 70 through Glenwood Canyon. They double-decked it, one above and one below, because they had so many rock slides, and it's the same sort of geological formation in that. You know, these guys want to put these big steel um, shipping containers there to think that those rocks are going to stop something. Luckily, ITD hasn't killed anybody. They haven't seriously injured him or killed him when that, that mountain comes down. And you could see it. It's predictable. I drive it a lot. It is the most, it, you know, they widened it and did all this. So what? People can go faster through the section above Smith's Ferry? That, that's not real smart. But at any rate, on to end on a lighter note, Valentine's Day, for those of us that married our best friend, is every day. All right. Every Very day good. Yes, that, that, that's what I meant to say. Valentine's Day for Tracy and I is every day. It is every day that ends <laughs> in Y. And you, you know what? If you're a really super spouse, whether you're a wife or a husband, and, and you try to make, and I know Chris does this, if you try to make that person's life a little better each day, it, it, it usually works out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Keep their feet to the fire. There's a whole lot of solutions. I will tell you this. If you tried to drive from Smith's Ferry to the Long Valley up the road that goes across the bridge and through those subdivisions, you get a hefty, hefty ticket. If you don't live there, they will cite you. Really? Now, I asked the commissioner up there, how can a public road that's funded by taxes, and I pay taxes in Boise and Valley County, and I'll tell you what, I buy as much up in Cascade as I can. I'm devastated by the fire. Uh, it, it's, it, and I buy everything I can up there when I'm up there. 
But if you drove that road and you weren't a resident, there was H-E double hockey stick to pay. And I asked them, how can you do that? Well, I will tell you what the answer is. Money talks, and that's, that's the end of it. They, they, they just don't have any thought process. You know, they could have not destabilized that entire mountain by doing something different. They're already, and by the way, the guy's right, they've spent over $2 billion or, or more, and it ain't even done. Yeah. It ain't even close. And that has hurt that community of Cascade and McCall and Donnelly and all those up there. When you shut that road down, you shut people down. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah of course. Definitely. Thank you for the call. Well, thank you uh, so great. much for what you do. Happy great. Valentine's Day to both. Thank you. Uh, great thoughts. Uh, appreciate the call. We'll take a break. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Steve, you have been waiting very patiently to talk to us this morning. We appreciate that. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning. You know, the state police think they need a helicopter. Uh, Chris, you are around here. I don't know if you were down here, Mike, then or not, but uh, 80 County Sheriff's had an airplane at one time, and I don't know if you recall that story, but, uh, uh, you know, to, to operate a helicopter costs not only the cost of the helicopter, but a fleet of people to run it, and it has to have a place to be. And to have that sitting there on call is way too expensive for the uh, for the state police to own it. They have a Department of Aeronautics with aircraft. Uh, there are people with helicopters that will volunteer to do the, all the things that they want. They have the National Guard with helicopters on standby at the governor's uh, command. Uh, so for the state police to want this, I mean, it's a nice want. Everybody wants a helicopter. But the question is, are we going to be able to afford it? And then are you going to be able to have a pilot that stays current? If we have one accident with that helicopter, it was way too expensive to to buy it and to own it. And, And yet, you know, they get these wish lists of all the things they want. Well, yeah, it'd be nice to have a helicopter at my command, but I know what it costs to run one. I know what it costs to own an aircraft. And and yeah, the maintenance, the maintenance involved and the number of people that have to perform it. Yeah, just the staff. You have, let's say you have three pilots. That means you're going to have to have a fleet of 25 to 35 people to run that operation, uh, plus the pilots. And then, of course, they're going to have to have an administrator and who's going to be the highest paid? It's not going to be the pilot. Oh, yeah, the administrator. But, you know, but yeah, maybe, you know, we, we, maybe we've gotten by they could make it. this a, a cash-making operation and have it pay for itself. Um, when it's not in use, yeah. you, you can rent it out to rich people so that they could fly to Vegas or uh, something, <laughs> Sun Valley or something like that. And, and then you can have those it pay for itself. They have those people have their own at their command with their own pilot. They are not going to rent from the state. Okay, Trust maybe me. maybe for the, the semi-rich, not the rich, the ones rich enough to own a, a yeah. helicopter. The semi-rich that aren't you know rich enough to own their own. Aren't helicopter. there yet? 
Uh, yeah, well, they're, they're not they're quite there yet, but they they still want to fly, be able to fly to Sun Valley and then take twenty minutes or you know jackpot well, something like that. You know, it, it takes a while to become rich, Mike. You don't do it overnight. What? Well, I guess I'll give up on my uh, lottery tickets. Uh, well, those lottery tickets maybe work for one out of how many million? Mm-hmm. So you're saying there's a chance. I, uh, there's a chance. There's still a chance, but I'm not sure I'd get in that game. But it's, it's your money. Go yeah. for it. All right. Thank you, Steve, I, uh, for the call. Appreciate on it. The air, on the helicopter. Thanks, All right. guys. As, Thanks. As so many of us did when I started in radio, I did midnight to six. And I can verify you don't get rich overnight. No. KBY, uh, you're uh, on Dan Boise. Good morning to you. Good morning. There's always a chance, Chris. Always a chance. Yeah, that's true. I keep telling my I keep telling myself that. <laughs> um, I I uh, you started the talk allowing people to talk about the roads, and you've opened up a can of worms. You know that, don't you? People are absolutely. That's one of the main conversations from old retired people like me. You know, uh, the zoning department. Someone needs to hold their feet to the fire. They approve all these buildings, like a building like Avamore. It's still a one-lane road each way out on Highway 55. Yeah, they had some accidents, so they had to put in a nice uh, traffic light there now. That was the dumbest thing they ever did. That's the mess. I think that thing has a chance to cause more accidents because you're sitting there humming along at 55. All of a sudden, you go, oh, my gosh, road's backed up because of the stupid red light. I agree with you. Something has to be done there because that's a mess. Our legislature comes in, and, 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 you know, they give it lip service, and they do nothing. You know, I, I am so proud of what they did on uh, Maple Grove Road. If you go, if you guys drive over to Overland and you go south on Maple Grove Road, they actually turn that into four, a four-lane road now. It's, uh, it's uh, for one mile. And, you know, the word was, that the highway department started that and they hired a few new guys and they retired when they got done with that one mile. It was absolutely unbelievable. Then they went ahead and spoiled everything when some bright engineer sitting around an oak (laughs) table decided to put those white little things sticking up everywhere and they're going to get ran over because they put them on the white line. So now we're going to have to hire someone full time to replace those little reflectors that they have standing up out in the middle of the road. Unbelievable. But anyway, I feel a lot better since I got to talk to you. They got to do something about Amity. They have to do something about victory. It's time to look south instead of just north. All right. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. And Dan, before you hang up, take one long, deep breath. (laughs) There you go. Remember to let it out. I just, yeah, I just didn't want you having to hang up angry. So I I want you to feel better when you hang up. Have a good day. All right. Thank you, Dan. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, uh, we got news coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll get back to more of your phone calls and emails uh, when we come back. Study says COVID-19 lockdowns in the U.S. and Europe had no public health impacts. Study out of John Hopkins University. Uh, we'll talk about that as we start to see mask mandates going away in blue states and blue cities across the country. Uh, before we go to break, though, I promise we're going to have another pair of basketball tickets for you. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you would like to go see Boise State take on UNLV, running Rebels tomorrow night. They're going to be in town. We have a free pair of tickets. Caller number six, they're yours. Doc, carefully, good luck. 
Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Among the slew of governments dropping mask rules, Denver is the latest to say masks will no longer be required in schools beginning on February 25th. Denver's Health Department notes a significant drop in COVID cases, and while masks are still recommended for those who are unvaccinated, they won't be needed for most students and staff in Denver. Can you blame Americans for being confused and frustrated and having no idea who they should be listening to right now? Well, our guidance is consistently has consistently been this uh when you are in a high transmission area which is everywhere in the country you should wear a mask in indoor settings including schools uh there are states uh that have uh rolled back their mask guidelines that have given more flexibility to communities they're different it's not uniform what every state has done uh and certainly we continue to advise and recommend abiding by public health guidelines so uh, joe biden is not up for election this year um, so they're sticking to their um, masks mandates and wanting to instill their mask mandates and keeping up with everything they've said over the last year. However, but there are city councilmen and, and county commissioners and legislators everywhere that are up for elections this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York State, who has had a mask mandate going on for a long time, um, will end their mask mandates at most indoor public settings, said they will keep their school mask rules in place, according to Governor Kathy Hochul, who announced that uh, yesterday. Illinois, Governor Pritzker joined the ranks of Democratic governors, rescinding indoor mask mandates, saying the state would lift that requirement on February 28th. Across the country, indoor mask requirements in blue states are falling like dominoes. Delaware, Rhode Island, California, Oregon, Nevada, New Jersey, Connecticut, all have announced that they are going to uh, be lifting their mask mandates. A study by John Hopkins, uh, John Hopkins University revealed that COVID-19 lockdowns in the United States and Europe did nothing to save lives. This is a study that came out um, this week. It was summarized by the following statement. While this meta-analysis concludes that lockdowns have had little to no public health effects, they have imposed enormous economic and social costs. Yeah, how, how do you prove something didn't save lives? Uh, you'd have to ask John Hopkins University. Um, probably be over my head then. Probably. Um, the uh, economic, social costs where uh, they have been adopted have been enormous. In consequence, lockdown policies are ill-founded and should be rejected as a uh, pandemic policy instrument. That's from John Hopkins University. Um, You want to see how much the narrative has changed just to give you an idea. And once again, I mentioned this a little bit earlier this morning. I think the, the only reason the narrative is changing is because there are polls coming out. Chris, you mentioned it. People are sick of having to deal with mask mandates, mm-hmm. um, social distancing, anything having to do with COVID. And now the polls are coming out. They're against, you know, what Democrats have been pushing for the last year. So now the Democrats are having to shift the narrative. If you want to hear just how much uh, the narrative has changed, Bill Maher is a uh, liberal host of a liberal talk show on HBO called Real Time with Bill Maher. He's long said that uh, people are dumb if they don't follow the science when it comes to masking up and other ways to protect yourself against COVID. This is what he had to say on his most recent show. Take a listen to this. 
time to do what a growing list of countries have done and announce we're going back to something more like normal, beginning with recognizing that what we're doing to kids is unnecessary and horrible, and I don't even like kids. <laughs> but making kids who have a COVID survivability rate of 99.98% mask up like bandits, Unfortunately, the thing that's getting stolen is their education, their sanity, and their social skills. A study this week from a professor at Johns Hopkins concluded that the lockdowns we all suffered through had little impact in reducing COVID deaths. Okay, that's kind of a big one to get wrong. Last July, President Biden said, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Well, I already knew that was wrong then, and now we all do. The former director of the CDC, Robert Redfield believes COVID originated in a lab, and now our intelligence agencies agree it might have. But for months on social media, it was banned to even discuss it. Look, I'm not saying the medical establishment isn't trying to figure it out or that they're corrupt, although there is some of that. But, but how about just wrong? Wrong a lot. Wrong about HIV, wrong about lockdowns, wrong about kids, wrong about how you couldn't get it if you were vaccinated. Remember washing our packages? And there's never been any research showing that outdoor transmission is likely or common, yet LA County says we're still supposed to mask up for big outdoor events, like we'll be at the Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> supposed to. It's all theater, watching athletes mix it up on the court and then mask on the sideline, not being able to touch a menu, but watching them touch my food. <laughs> Maskless at dinner while sitting but not standing. And by the way, if Applebee's really cared about our health, they would make us cover our mouths after the food arrived. <laughs> I'm just asking, how much wrong do you get to be while still holding the default setting for people who represent the science? Once again, Bill Maher, um, real time with uh, Bill Maher. Uh, Tim writes in, Mike, at KBOI.com. Uh, you guys were talking earlier this week how Los Angeles could still be in a state of emergency and still allow 70,000 people into a packed stadium shoulder to shoulder for the Super Bowl. Maybe they're following their governor. It's been awesome to watch Governor Newsom defend his maskless actions in public. He claims he holds his breath anytime his mask is on. <laughs> I did. Well, see, that, I, don't, that, I don't know if you saw that. that That's that was hilarious. A, a lack of oxygen to the brain probably would explain <laughs> some, a few things. <laughs> Let it out. <sighs> I can't. I, I I have my mask off. I have to protect myself against COVID. So I'm going to hold my breath here. Uh, Dylan and Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, fellas, good morning. Uh, Bill Maher, thank you. Um, we're in a, a very conservative state, and all these national news of de Democratic states l releasing mass mandates. Boise School District, let the children be free. Why are they still wearing masks? This should not wait another day. Please, somebody, it's an election year. It's got to change. Boise School District needs to figure it out, and so do all the other ones. I did uh, see a news story that uh, they are going to have a conversation about Boise School District uh, potentially dropping their mask mandate. Um, I'm not sure when that meeting is 
is going to happen, but I did see that uh, it is going to be in discussion here in the next uh, few days. Thank you for the call, Dylan. We should have a conversation about their conversation. That's what they do. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Thank you. Um, it, uh, you don't want to get into that loop. I, you know, I, I don't want to see, you know, I, I went to school, obviously, 12 years, like most people did, and, and I don't want to see grade schools and junior highs and high schools uh, get to a point where there are, you know, petty rules that don't make sense that are, that are being enforced. Because that, 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 that never happens in school, right? No, not never. Because remember, you got... To, when I was in school, they used to make about 16 new rules every year because the kids that had been there the previous year had done something wrong. And you remember what you said if you complained about, you know, we, we need to get rid of this stupid rule? Yeah. This isn't a democracy. Exactly. <laughs> I kind of got told the same thing in uh, my, my course, own household also. When you're told it, and it's supposed to be a democracy, that's when you think, well, what am I supposed to do here? Um, Chris and Mike, worst job of this week being paid at the Super Bowl to be in the stadium trying to keep people wearing their masks. People paid thousands of dollars for tickets. Serious? Having a schmuck telling They're me gonna, to keep my mask on. The the ushers are going to have to do that. Uh, man, that's not. I don't know if that's official, but I mean, it, it's you're still required to wear a mask in the stadium. So are they just going to ignore it if people start taking off their masks or or what, what is it? I, what, I don't know. What would you do? Would you ignore it? Uh, probably. I probably would too because my guess is uh, a, a large percentage of the people taking their masks off uh, probably are also, you know, drinking a lot. And you, um, and you don't want to get in the face of those people during a football game. No name on this one. Uh, this was something we were talking about earlier with one of the uh, legislators. Uh, about the loophole of the uh, three servicemen who were killed uh, on a training mission here in Boise last year and new legislation being introduced that would allow their children to be able to go to school um, here on scholarship uh, because the loophole is right now because they were not on active duty and only training that their kids don't get a chance to get those scholarships as they would have if they had been killed in on active duty. Um, this one says, you're wrong, Mike. Some of us would agree with Davy Crockett in his speech to Congress concerning giving charity to naval officers, widows, or children. It's not yours to give. If you feel for the children of the fallen officer, open up your own pockets. I'm not cold-hearted. I could give uh, to a scholarship fund, but taxes are taken by force from the citizens and should never be voted on to be given as charity. It's for the running of the government to benefit all to do that, which we can't do alone, Davy Crockett. However... If you feel that way, you are cold-hearted because that would mean that you want to take away also from the people who are killed in active duty, in action, maybe fighting in a war, who are also given that same a scholarship. Lot the, a lot of the, these things were taken over over the, over the years by the government simply because charities weren't cutting it. You know, there weren't enough charities. There weren't enough people. So the I, government said, hey, why don't we just make this so everybody in this category can receive these benefits? I'm sorry, but my personal feeling is that if you are a member of the military, as these were, and they were both, they were all three of them long-term veterans, the amount of sacrifice that you personally give up, the amount of sacrifice Mm -hmm. that your family gives up to fight for the freedom for our country, that is something that you deserve. Now, you should be allowed to do that, especially if every other person who's killed in duty gets that same benefit why why is that loophole there i don't i don't even know why it's a loophole if it's something that was left out you I, know i said years on purpose ago, i said years ago on the radio uh, expecting people to argue 
that veterans should get about 10 times as much stuff from the government as they get. I, I agree. And no one argued with me. Yeah. Um, thanks for the uh, email. Appreciate it. We'll take a quick break. One more segment on the way. If you want to get through, good time to do it. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. The Great One. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. By the way, I forgot to uh, mention congratulations going out to Dan Caldwell. Dan Caldwell is going to be headed to the uh, basketball game against UNLV coming up tomorrow night. Uh, we'll have more tickets for you to win uh, tomorrow morning if you want to go to the game. Keep in mind, the game is tomorrow night, so uh, we'll have the tickets tomorrow morning, but you'll have to pick them up before the game, uh, before close of business uh, tomorrow if you do uh, actually win those game uh, win those game tickets. Uh, so we'll have those to give away. Uh, also, another reminder for you tomorrow morning is uh, Sweet Deal Day, and one of our biggest, not, and it's it's our fastest selling sweet deal ever. Uh, a minute and like 35 seconds, the last one sold out, and I think there was only 100 of those available. Uh, tomorrow looks like there's 160 available, but it doesn't mean it's gonna not, not going to sell really, really fast. It's a half-price deal from Lock, Stock, and Barrel. $50 gift certificate, once again, um, is yours if uh, you get in on time and pay $25. It's a fantastic deal. Go to KBOI.com. Once again, click on the Sweet Deals link to get that. Uh, get there just before 9 o'clock. But as I mentioned, uh, could very well solve very quickly. Uh, text message. Difference uh, for those gentlemen who died um, on their training mission is that the gentlemen that died were in the National Guard, which is state-run. Um, like was said earlier, if they were on active federal orders, then uh, they would have also received the benefits. And once again, I, I just don't understand that. They were on a training duty yeah. through no fault of their own. They ended up crashing and, and dying. They're training for the National Guard. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't understand why the benefits aren't the same uh, in training as, as they would be in battle if you, you know, have a, a tragedy of some kind. Yeah. Based on what's happening, uh, we're probably not going to have to talk about this again. Um, because as we talked to, uh, the uh, representative who introduced the bill, um, so far, you, you usually get pushed back from somebody because they don't like something, even if it's just the fact that you're a Republican and I'm a Democrat. Um, uh, but he said that there's been no pushback on this bill. So I, Pretty well, sure it's going to go through. To oppose this one, I mean, it's just, it, it's bad optics. It, it, especially, especially in an election year? Well, yeah. <laughs> if, you know, if your election wasn't coming died. up for a while. These guys died serving their country. Do we want to send their kids to college? or No, come on. Let them fend for themselves. That would be bad. Not, yeah, that, I think, not, not that either answer wouldn't be okay. No. Um, and especially, it, it's especially bad optics, you know, when we have a two- billion dollar surplus and growing yeah um mike your comments on uh why the dems are removing masks are dead on except for the follow the science part uh you've not covered the studies but there are now countless examples of how masks are of no value i.e mask wearing schools versus non-mask wearing schools barring uh psychological damage make little or no difference so my comment would be to the uh, the dems are finally following the science except Biden, who's not running for office this year, uh, he'll keep his mask. Got to love election, your freedom. Lisa writes in, uh, hi, Chris, please tell Casper that a police helicopter would need to be available 24-7 and could not be rented out and then not be available for the police when they need it. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, 
There's I, been a crash. Well, we, the, you know, the, you know, somebody rented the helicopter. There's nothing we can do. I don't know how much a helicopter is. Um, I I don't know how much it would take to hire because I our caller this morning made a great point. You know, if you're going to have this on available 24 hours a day, you're going to have to have at least three pilots that you're going to be paying to be able to fly it, plus the full-time service that is going to be needed uh, to make sure that it is also serviced and ready to go and in good flying shape. So, I mean, really, what is the cost per year, including the fact that you have to buy the helicopter? Um, is there? It, it, does the uh, Boise Police Department have that kind of money? I don't know. Well, the, the one one person voted uh, pointed out that they uh, do have access to the National Guard helicopters if necessary because the Guard will simply, you know, get one up in the air and there, to help out. There you go. If if you uh, want to rent out your helicopter um, to make money and help pay for itself, if it is being rented out at the time and an emergency happens, you got the Guard helicopter. That's right. <laughs> but you also have it if you don't even have a helicopter. Yeah. Um, another email in says, uh, Mike at KVOI.com. Wasn't St. Valentine a martyr who was imprisoned by the Romans for his beliefs, but somehow got to be friends with one of the guards or a kid of the guards and wrote a note to them to encourage their Christian beliefs. Most of our holidays go back to some religion or another. If you don't want to celebrate it, great, but don't knock it. Hey, I don't have a problem. If you want to celebrate a, a guard becoming a friend with a, a another guard or a, a prisoner's kid and encouraging Christian beliefs, go ahead. Uh, I just think it's dumb to celebrate it by, uh, you know, having having to buy jewelry um, uh, or expensive jewelry or or flowers or what, whatever. That's my own personal opinion. Yeah. If you want to celebrate it? I'm going with the way that the guy who called earlier this morning. My wife and I celebrate Valentine's Day every day because we love each other every day, not just on Valentine's Day. Yeah, Saint Valentine was martyred. And a lot of people don't know he was actually a priest or a bishop. They're not entirely sure what, but he was a member of the clergy. And there are a lot of uh, different legends about, you know, why he's associated with courtly love, but he is. That's about all the time we uh, have for today. Thanks for participating in the show. Uh, We're going to be on a 20-hour break uh, or a mental adjustment, however you want to look at it. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Tomorrow is Friday, and that means open phones Friday. We'll talk to you then. Have yourself a great day.